0: How did you feel, uh, at, like, you've been looking for this guy, then you have, like, chomad your fare, like, you've used fare for all the way from Udderu to Karen, mm-hmm. which is a distance, because you have to go to town then to take a mat to Karen, which is Absolutely. now money, then mm-hmm. come back mm-hmm. running. To meet this guy who's back at nearly where you came from. Yes. And, uh, he listens, then he tells you, I don't have a project. And, uh, at that moment, like, because you are hopeful, right?
1: Very. In fact, let me tell you, hmm. um, my entire life I've been, uh, I've always loved to dress very casually with t-shirts and jeans. Mm. This is the sort of person that I am. Mm. But on that particular day, I was wearing the one and only suit that I had. Wow. So that tells you how important that, that because was. Because we were supposed to meet in person, yeah? Yeah. We were supposed to meet him in his office and we'd made an apartment. And it was a very important day for me. Yes. I was wearing my one and only suit and my best shoes.
0: Mm. <laughs> but do you think, like, how, how people dress... Uh, shows how important they take something. Do you th- like, is it a
1: thing? Yes, I think so. Hmm. Um, of course, it depends with the environment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are certain environments where if you don't show up a certain way, then you don't command presence. Hmm. And commanding presence is important. So you have to understand the rooms you're walking into. Yeah. You don't. You don't walk into all rooms the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely something that you have to. Always have at the back of your mind. Even when I when I say that I, you know, I'm I'm a casual dresser. Mm. I am very aware that there are spaces where I can't show up. The way, I mean, the way I'd like to mm. on an ordinary day. I mean, that example I'm giving you mm. <laughs> to that uh, scientist's office wearing a suit is one of those. So yes.
0: So um, was this your first rejection?
1: No. But I think the reason why it had such a huge impact on me, it it was like the cherry on the cake. Mm. I'd had so many, I'd been to so many places and I'd been told no, no. But I guess <laughs> in all of those places, the Norse mm. were really like very nice nos Like, oh, we'd love to have you, but hey, we can't. Mm. You know, and and the people were really uh, very forward. And there, there were no games. Like, they were straight cut to the chase. Like, I read your CV, I see what you're looking for.
0: I don't have that.
1: I don't have that right now. I mm. think you'd be a good fit if I had something like that. Mm. I'll keep you posted. Yeah. You know, you get those, and then there are places where you get no response, especially when you send um, unsolicited, um, e- unsolicited
0: emails. Unsolicited emails, like uh, the rejections that you had were when uh-huh. mostly, were they like no replies kind of re- rejections, or mostly from the yes. unsolicited emails. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yes.
1: So there was that, yeah? And that mm. was. That was perfectly fine. I mean, you're able to deal with that. But also, I was now about to say that uh, the reason why this particular incident at the National Museums, I think, was... I mean, uh, took a toll on me or impacted Mm. me in the way that it did and the reason why it remains, I think, heavy,
2: Mm.
1: for me is... I think it was the culmination of all those things. Mm. It was like, now, you know, the cherry on the cake. Like, all these things have gone wrong. And then... Or I have had all this noise, and then this huge no in your face after all the effort, I think but 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 prior to that, I'd had a previous experience which now in retrospect I don't really know how I feel about it because I think it is even a bigger problem it's a it's, it's like a systemic issue that when I looked at it, I thought maybe I'm not really the act you know this was not really targeted Do on you? me. To me, it was something bigger than me mm. because I went to a certain place, Names Withheld, and mm-hmm. I showed up at the uh, admin assistant's office. And this lady looked at my CV. She said, Oh, you're looking for a project? Oh, wow. Okay. You're studying this. Oh, there are lots of students here and they get projects from, you know, the big boss, the PI. Mm. And wow, you could, yeah, you might just get a project here. And then she looked my CV again and then she paused and she said, Oh, oh. And then I asked her, oh why what's wrong she said oh my gosh i hadn't looked through your stuff properly with this sort of name that you have you wouldn't be able to get a project here
0: oh my god
1: the big big boss here doesn't take people from your tribe
0: oh my goodness i was not expecting that i was like what is that you see me all of a sudden has appeared out of nowhere out of the blues
1: completely i was so stunned (laughs) oh my goodness i was so stunned i didn't know what to say to her she looked at me she thought she said i you look like a great person you look like you could make a great student but i wouldn't even hand this over to him like she knew yeah she was like i wouldn't because i know i know the response that will come through and it's not I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be the person to give that sort of feedback. So let me just tell you the truth. And I think she said this to me because maybe she, she, she'd she gone through this so many times with other people mm. and now she'd gotten to a point where she's just tired of it and then she's just telling people in the face. The guy yeah. here doesn't, you know. Take students I, from your tribe. So I looked at her, I asked her, tribe? She said, yes.
0: Yanni, there's a possibility to get a project and the only reason I can't get a project is because I have a name called tribe. Wanjiko. Yes. At the end of my CV. (laughs) It has nothing to do with my experience. Not, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Something I didn't
1: choose. I didn't choose the name for myself. I didn't choose where I come from. I just found myself, same as they found themselves, in different places. But this is how they feel. And the reason why it didn't hurt me is I was so shocked. I just thought, this is not a big problem. (laughs) This this is not me. They are, They have a problem. Yeah, <laughs> it me. has nothing to do with you.
0: Hey, I love that you re- you responded to that immediately like that. Like, this has nothing to do with me. This has nothing actually, to do with I my just, qualifications. They I, are
1: the being, problem. Yes, I, I mentally checked out of the possibility of them being in that place. I actually told this lady, please hand me back my paperwork. Because she said, we might, pro- why we do, don't we just keep, maybe the next person I'm like, no, give me back my paperwork. Like, give me my CV. (laughs) Give me my cover letter. Did you think that
0: maybe if you... Like, okay. Because it seems true, right? From her Mm -hmm. reaction, it seems very true. It was
1: very honest and very, you know, spontaneous. So it's not something that she came up
0: with. Did, Did it ever occur to you at some point that maybe it's not true? Or maybe you should have tried?
1: No. I did not want even to pursue that possibility. Yeah. It, it, I was just like, this is not the place for me. No, no, no. All the alarm bells in my head went, no, 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 no. Mm. I do not want anything to do with this place. I, nope. I so, mentally just checked out.
0: So I'm imagining you told this, to, this story to your
1: mom, right? She she was stunned. Mm. <laughs> Anybody have ever told this, they are like, what?
0: <laughs> I'm curious. Okay. Because it, it has nothing really to know with the kind of tribe it was, but. That's a
1: thing, and I, I I
0: was having this discussion with myself, <laughs> with okay. myself Entire the other monologues. day. Mm.
1: Sorry, if people have monologues. I also have. Oh yeah, conversations
2: to myself all the
0: time. Mm. I even remember where I was facing at. It was I was getting into town, and there's oh. something I was looking at. Then I just thought, um, this tribe thing. Mm. It's it's if I have a friend, if I have mm. a friend if i have a friend who comes from a different tribe from me uh-huh. and uh, let me ah uh, you've made me, made me remember this is this thing that happened uh when i got my msc i, I was really looking you know that's why i'm really connected with your story when it comes to you looking for a project for your msc but uh-huh. like you, you just went, went all in like uh, i thought i was struggling but uh, man you went all in <laughs> with, with I looking get the price. for a project yeah so, um, when when I finally found, I I was in a very toxic environment when I finally found a a project. Then mm-hmm. I dropped out of it. Then I, I luckily found this project that I was doing at, at Ildry. Mm-hmm. So, when I had just found a project and I was really looking for an opportunity, and when I had mm-hmm. just found a project, and I I would think was it was my first my second week actually. It was I think it was my second week, and I get mm-hmm. this call from one of my previous classmates mm-hmm. and and this classmate let me just mm-hmm. you know anonymize as much as possible this classmate calls me and said says um uh oh, Sarah this is this opportunity um you know this uh, internships that are usually advertised right yes mm-hmm. yeah you know, from the government from the government mm-hmm. internships mm-hmm. yeah so That person told me uh, there's this opportunity for these internships. There's this guy who comes from our tribe together with the person who called me Mm -hmm. that is looking for someone from the kinsmanship uh, who could get that opportunity. So uh, at first, at first I was like, huh? Because you know, my best friend is uh okay. I'm Kissy, mm-hmm. my best friend is Kikuyu. Mm-hmm. And you know, when he told me there's an opportunity, the first thing I thought was, My best friend wants that opportunity. She, if I told her there's this opportunity, she would jump on it, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, if I have a place, like, what <laughs> would I want to run to? You know, it's you already have a space, why do you want to jump on into everything? So I just thought of her and I was like, but but you know that uh, so-and-so doesn't have an opportunity and we are friends, you know. Why didn't you ask her? And uh, that person was like, uh, you know, she's not from the kinsmanship. I would love that she would be given that opportunity, but I'm not in control here. And, you know, you understand what's going on with this tribal thing, but there's an opportunity. They want her a kissy, and uh, yeah, so I was like, okay. So I was, I remember I was, I was quiet for a while, and this is someone who's using their own credit. (laughs) I was quiet for a while, and in shock, like, I knew such things were happening, with various tribes, it's not a particular, it's not a kissy thing, it's a Mm -hmm. thing that happens with various tribes, and um, I I just sat for a moment, I just thought, like, the people who've applied for this opportunity, a lot of people who've applied for this opportunity. And they're looking. It's mm-hmm. not like they've missed. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. there are no people to choose from. They're it's looking. A, it's the long list. From. Yes, but they're like, <laughs> we need someone from our tribe. So they're looking for someone, desperately looking for someone. Uh, outside there, who's not even bothered <laughs> about what's going on, so that they can give them that opportunity. As long as they don't know this person, they don't know their qualifications and any everything. They're like, as long as they're from this tribe. And I think that's the first time I I was in contact, like close contact, with such a thing. It's like, like mm. it's it's something that you know I'm, I'm brown skin, and mm. uh, people often think I'm Kikuyu. Mm-hmm. and someone would talk to me in you know in kikuyu mm-hmm. and they'll the they will the way they approach me is very different uh, they will be like oh because of course they assume that I'm kikuyu then mm-hmm. they if they hear my second name which is nyanchera which is very clear that this person comes from kisi the treatment automatically changes or you find someone who looks at you and thinks you're kikuyu, right? Mm -hmm. And they're kissy and they treat you very differently. Like you you don't realize that. You don't realize that they're treating you differently because of your tribe. We don't realize that until Mm -hmm. you see your second name and the room changes, like the atmosphere changes and they're so welcoming. They want to do everything for you, like the smallest two favors, and they're not like expecting anything from you just because Mm -hmm. you're from the tribe. Yeah. Okay. I was having this this discussion with someone else <laughs> on this podcast, and uh, and she was talking about it, it, it's it's Milka. I think it's it's already open something on record, so it's not like a secret. Um. So she was talking about her moving to moving to was it Sweden? And mm-hmm. you know that the challenges of moving to another country and all that, then the community that she gets is. The ke- like someone sees a bracelet because this Kenyan bracelet thing, the beads mm-hmm. thing, and they mm-hmm. see, oh, this is actually Kenyan and you know, they connect from there and become friends. And mm-hmm. when I, I I listened to that story, for me, I understood it from a point of people people seem to connect with people they can relate with or people who have certain similarities in certain things. And it's it's okay to gravitate towards someone you come from the same you have the same similarities in most mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But if you get to a point where you're frantically calling everyone mm-hmm. so looking that, for that look, person. Yes, looking for that person. <laughs> that really annoyed me honestly. And I, I was I stayed there for that for a few minutes. He's like, mm-hmm. Okay, so what's oh, can you think of anyone? Because I've thought about anyone who's uh, who's from our tribe who got a second class upper, and I can't think of anyone. Um, so, can, do you know anyone? Oh, wow! Do
1: you, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, yeah I the mean, call ended me just in shock. Like, for ended. me, I disengage from those sort of conversations. For me, just I think it ends there. And even then. Do you know I didn't now, make an effort?
0: I don't know if I'm a bad person, but I didn't make an effort to even look for someone who comes from my tribe who has a biochemistry degree Because I could have found someone. But I was not I couldn't bring myself to participate in that. In that process, right? Yes.
1: it's it's the same way. You see how you sort of mentally checked out on a conversation? Yeah. It is also the same way I checked out. At that stage, if they were to tell me, oh, but, you know, we could make exceptions. You look special. You Ah, can keep. I would have been like, no, "No, thanks. No, no. Uh, uh, This is not, this is not (laughs) the kind of situation I want to be in. It's not the kind of workplace. Yeah, work environment. Work environment. And Mm -hmm. so I was like. Even
0: if I'm um, desperately looking for a project and I know the Elkita project. but
1: No, I, I don't think. I, don't I love think that I was going to bend to bend that much backwards.
0: It's, I love that choosing yourself, because that's an element of choosing yourself over yes. certain things that we want in life.
1: Yeah, a- and 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 I knew in my heart of hearts if I was ever in a space that people get treated like that, mm. that was not for me. That's that. Those are not the kind of rooms I want to be in. Those are not the kind of spaces I want to occupy. Yeah, I mean that is clear. So, I just asked for my papers. Mm. I I, I remember, I think I walked out. (laughs) And I went and had lunch by myself somewhere and and, and just, you know, you know how something happens to you and you're like, I will not deal with that. You put it in a box and put it in a top compartment Mm. in your brain, push the box all the way to the back where it's dusty Mm. and go like, no. It's dusty. (laughs) Let's just move on. (laughs) (laughs) Make space for other things. (laughs) To it's dusty. (laughs) <laughs> those sort of
0: experiences you, you really don't want to deal with yeah you just forget about them but I, I it's did, really I, hard to forget that
1: yeah it is but I, I never allowed it to you know to, to, to dominate my my my, my thoughts hmm. or to make me feel a certain type of way hmm. I didn't even give it I didn't ruminate on it so I didn't give it room to take any shape Yeah, I took it as it was raw as it was put it in a box shut it out switched off the lights walked out of that room
2: Mm.
1: And I was like, "Not dealing with That one, not my monkey, not my zoo. I don't know." I not That's know. oh my god! The expressions are just out of this world. <laughs> no, seriously, how do I mean? Where do you start? Do you start by asking yourself questions? Why am I this? Why do I have this name? Yeah. How do you even allow that your question. mind to have that sort of to what? have that sort of dialogue in your head with yourself? Mm. It's it's just some things. Uh, well, this is, it's a me thing. I don't know about other people. I was not even, you know how you get, um how will I say it? How you get like angry at something. I was not even angry. I was indifferent. Mm. <laughs> I, I was like, no, um, not boarding. Um Yeah. I, I, I don't have those sort of conversations. I don't, those are not the kind of spaces I occupy. No. So I checked out.
0: Okay. So that was the...
1: Rejection. So that was one of those ones, but mm. I, and I think now and then, now following this other one and many others that had been there, mm. I I just okay. I think it took at all. Also, so, because you know mm. when you're searching for something and searching for it and not finding it, you, mm. you know you, your your self esteem kind of takes a hit every time you're told no. Even yeah. though you you're like that's just another no. Mm. Um, maybe I need to get three more no's before I can get a yes. I've always been this sort of person. Oh
0: yeah. wow! I need to get. One more, maybe before. Wow, like one more. Yeah, maybe
1: one it could mono. be one more, or two more no's before I can get a yes. So hey, let's keep going. You know. So I, but I think when you do it, so sometimes, and I feel like this is very much the same as a job search. Mm. So when you're sending out CVs and you're writing emails and you're getting onto interviews and you're not su- you're not succeeding, you actually need to take a moment to uh, disengage from the search a little bit. Catch your breath, you know. Allow yourself to write the emotions, and you know, come back to equilibrium, and then yeah. start all over again. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you lose yourself in the process. So, how did you get get out of this one? So, I I went. Um, I'm the sort of person if I go through something, because for me, I think that was traumatic. That parking lot experience was traumatic. I went home. I I'm the sort of person who talks like a broken record. So I will talk today, tomorrow, the day after. <laughs> About the same thing, about the same thing, same radio station, same wavelength, same show. <laughs> it's like an ad, an that annoying ad. ad on a loop. Oh my god! But but
0: for you, it that must be a frustrating ad to someone who's listening to you. Like they feel, you know, Absolutely. yeah, like the pain,
1: yes, Man. because every time it comes raw, but if you've I mean for the people who know me long enough they know that the rawness just kinda just <laughs> reduces <laughs> with mm. every <laughs> with every outpouring rant. it yeah. reduces. With every rant it mm. reduces and and I think I'm 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 blessed to be to have people around me who mm. just get it. I'm the sort of person when something happens to me, I I can sway the mood in a room, you know, like mm. because I don't know, maybe I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, when I come and I'm telling this story and I'm very passionate about the way I'm telling it, and everybody's like, oh my God, that is so sad. Mm. <laughs> and then people are like, okay, problem shared, problem solved. And then tomorrow, <laughs> still need another session. Repeat. <laughs> Repeat. This time with less passion, and yeah. the day after. <laughs> And then in three, four days, mm. you don't get to hear about it again. So, so yeah. And I, and I
0: love that. that. I love, I think that's, that's a good survival thing. When, yeah. when something frustrates you, you don't like keep it. You mm. talk about it. Let it out. Yes. Until you feel like, not just once, even if it's the same person, even if, you know, just repeat it and until, you know, it's, it's over. Like, I'm like, yeah. okay now i'm but ready you have
1: to have people who yeah give you that sort of space yeah and listen way. and listen <laughs> i mean you're not you're at that stage you don't need help you just need people to you listen Just need to, for people to listen and yeah. rant and not necessarily give you advice and just for somebody to nod their head and i guess yeah. that's why therapy for a lot of people is good mm-hmm. because sometimes you'll be talking to a therapist and they just be nodding their head saying, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes that's all you need yeah, and with just that outpouring of emotions and everything, you find mm-hmm. mental solutions, you fix these things,
0: yeah, yeah, because we are able to,
1: yes. So, yeah, so I got through that and well, you know, moved on past those things, and then now, um, of course, I had to, to, to take a little break after mm. that parking lot incident. Mm. And uh, of course, uh, get myself together again. Do this sort of cleansing <laughs> mm. <laughs> to start the process all over again. Mm. And and that is a stage where I talked about one of my lecturers suggesting um, you might want to go and see and talk to someone at uh, ICP.
2: Mm. I
1: mean, ICP was just you know down the alley from Ku. Mm. It's just down the road. Mm. So. I mean, Made a lot of sense. I was in the neighborhood. I'd be coming to school, coming to class, but I hadn't up until then. I hadn't really thought about it. Mm. Uh, however, my my mom had at some stage just mentioned, "Why don't you try?" Is mm. And and it was just one of those. Why don't you try here? Why don't you try there? Why don't you try mm. somewhere else? Mm. So I mean, there was there were options, but then the more I you know I checked places off my list, the more the, the options kind of just narrowed. Yeah now so here is a second voice saying why don't you try you know and the response that was in my mind was like insects what would i do with insects i mean this is this is where my mind was at i mean i hadn't really internalized it i hadn't hadn't given it a lot of consideration
2: mm.
1: but then uh, she said to me they do research and you know they have uh, all sorts of interesting research and people working, you know, they are insects of medical importance. Mm. And then, then then, we are now having you know like conversations like, okay, two people all suggesting the same place, okay, that's eye opening, perhaps I could give it a shot. Mm. And so, that's how I made my way to ACP. So, I went initially to try and find one of uh, a researcher who used to. Whose specialty was uh, molecular biology
2: hmm.
1: at the time, hmm. and of course, I, I was a biochemist. Hmm. So well, I was in training to become a biochemist. And yeah. I was getting this master's degree, and molecular biology was just you know part of the know. next you know the next thing that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, so I went to Isipe, and unfortunately, on the day when I went to try and see this person, they are. I met their admin assistant as well, mm. and the admin assistant said, "Oh, sorry, uh, this person is now going out of the country. They are on a work engagement somewhere, and they are not around. But because you're looking for a project and um, you're very determined to find one, she was just like, you know, this place uh, has a lot of scientists who work on different things,
2: mm.
1: and you kind of look like you have a skill set that could also fit in other places." Mm. So in addition to trying to track down the scientists, why don't you also think about... So she told me the departments that were there. She was a really, very nice lady. We had a really good conversation, and she she actually wrote down the departments that I could try and think about.
0: Wow.
1: And you remember how I said at the beginning, uh, in the previous uh, recording, mm-hmm. that you know life is like a series of dots? Yeah. Right? Just... Just one dot leads to the next. It's just yeah. that when you're moving forward, you don't. I mean, when Steve Jobs said this, and when I read this, I was like, "This is phenomenal. This is what trusting the process looks like." Mm. Because I found this person. It's not somebody I'd met. It's not somebody I'd been introduced to. It's just, you know, an angel. Yeah. You know, the universe kind of just conspires and brings people your way who who,
2: who give
1: who give you insights. And that's why it's very important when you go through life. To Whenever you, you you set an intention into the universe, whenever you ask God for something, mm. uh, you should be able to even, you know, somebody strange or a, a strange person packaged in a strange way can come your way. Mm. But this sort of person might just have the answer that you're looking for. Yeah. So the moment you make a big ask, you ask God for something, you set your intentions, you have to be open to even the strange things that come. When you look at them, you think they look strange, but... Sometimes some of your answers are in there somewhere.
2: Hmm.
1: So this lady out of the blue, she sat me down. She told me about the other department. She told me what they do. She gave me specific names of people that we try to contact. Mm-hmm. And that was that. And she's and not so gaining left.
0: anything from you. She's just a random person nothing, you've just met. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And she's just using her time to take you through.
1: Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? And of all places. You know, in a place like that. Where you'd expect that people slam doors at you. Yeah. Like, I don't have time. I mean, when you're outside the walls of some of those sort of places, you Mm. think these places are inaccessible. I have to know someone. Mm. Because this is the impression that people have have to know someone to be in there. Yeah. To get in there. To even, you know... And this is... I just showed up and I said... I wanted to see the scientist. And they called her. She said, no, tell that student to come through. And she... And then she just gave me all this information. Mm -hmm. And so I left with a nice, you know, uh, piece of paper with all sorts of information and, you know, potential supervisors that I could contact. Mm -hmm. And I left and immediately I walked out of that gate. The first place I went to is a cyber cafe. Mm -hmm. I sat down and I wrote emails. Mm. (laughs) To all these people. (laughs) No, I selected. I selected. I selected two and I wrote emails to them. Hmm. Um, And I went home. And and that particular day, it felt so fruitful. Hmm. That was a search that was so fruitful. I was like, today is one of those days. You know, that's a small win. You know, you check it off your list and you go home and you're feeling happy.
0: Do you think that that Mm -hmm. that small win felt nicer after the rejection compared to, you know, just leading your life and it's getting the cuts, the the two rejections, then this happens. Like, do you feel like so? I think so, yeah.
1: Because if I had not gotten no's and I had gotten maybes from all these people, Mm. then my focus on that particular institution and that particular task wouldn't have been as sharp. Mm. You get because Mm. now I'd be thinking, How about how about? And you know, when you have options, Mm. decision making becomes very uh, difficult, yeah. Actually, the reason why a lot of people don't make decisions is options. When there are too many, uh, it kind it of causes some sort of decision-making paralysis mm. of some kind. Hmm. But, you know, when, when your options are two or three, <laughs> yeah. you stay focused. Yeah. You know, you stay focused. So, yeah. and, wow. and also, I think, yeah. And, and, and also now... Wow, you, you have now.
0: so much, you know... Hey, guy, what are those? uh what happened you have so much soundbites or pieces of <laughs> <laughs> tweetable moments <laughs> yes quotes. quotes like oh my goodness i think is it the reading is it the experiences no. is it just you i don't know like every single moment you just think something. like i just get lost i'm like Oh man, by the way, I'm just going then I come back then another one like bangs me like
1: that and I'm like okay. <laughs> we should we should we should write a book of quotes, right? Eh? Yeah.
0: <laughs> like uh uh what what's her name? What's her name? What's the name of the celebrity who just launched a book and the book is full of quotes? Um, a singer popular.
1: Lady is Lady Gaga.
0: No, Kenyan Oh, there's a singer who's... Oh, I, I call <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Her yeah. book is full of quotes. So you should get a book like that one. Yeah.
1: You disappeared again. I'm good at this, eh? It was just a one second glitch. Yeah. I, I was saying, um yeah. I follow Akothe on, on social media. Yeah. And I think and I think she's she's a very brave woman. I mm. think she's doing <laughs> a lot of good things that a lot of women <laughs> uh are not bold enough to do. Which I think yes. is which I think is beautiful. So anyway, maybe when we get um when we get to get to see the book, you know I and mean, read the quotes. Hmm? Yeah, okay. then we can we can add on to <laughs> the already existing ones. So where were we though? Um,
0: yeah. So you you were talking about that. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. Options. Decisions. Yeah, the like, options. So yeah.
1: yeah. So when you have too many, then you know you you keep going back and forth around it. But, mm. So it was also you see how crisp my focus was. I left the institution. I didn't think of calling or going. You know, I just went into a cyber cafe and wrote unsolicited and solic- and emails to these people. And then I went home. You know, that's it's one of those days when you get home and you do your dishes happily and singing and thinking. That was a win.
0: And that okay. must feel really good, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: yes. That <laughs> felt really good. It felt really good. And Especially the washing even felt,
0: dishes part. I know. I was like, this
1: is such a productive day.
0: Very good chores. Then you're really like, oh, man, I feel good. Even enjoying the chore. Do you like it chores? Like the, the washing dishes thing?
1: Very, very, very much. Uh, okay. My emails are acting up. I'm sorry. I hope you no, didn't get that on yet. your end. Ah, okay. So loud. Um, My inbox was still open. So, so, yeah, that day was, I mean, it felt like a win. And you know what was better? Hmm. I remember I sent this email on a Tuesday. I will mm-hmm. never and on Thursday, mm. I had this really tiny Motorola phone, mm-hmm. but I could, you know, I could get, I had uh, Gmail on it, so I could get mm-hmm. my emails on my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was a bit techy. <laughs> you could figure out how to add an app into... I had Gmail on my phone, on that Motorola. It was a Motorola 7, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember, but I could see emails on my phone. Mm. So, so I sent these unsolicited emails on a Tuesday, and then on a Thursday, one of the people that I contacted mm. wrote back to me. And this was like, oh my god, this person actually wrote back. And, and the and the email was was a short email. Mm-hmm. Said, uh, thank you very much for your interest. Because wh- when I wrote the unsolicited email, I expressed myself. I said what I had studied in school. So, in addition to wanting to do, you know, a human health project, I customized my unsolicited emails according to the research interests of those people. At least I had that sort of insight then. Yeah.
0: Because of this lady whom you met. Yes,
1: because you. I mean, you can't write to a researcher who's working on cefalys that you want to work on ticks. You have to be able to craft your interests according, you know, to what's relevant to them. Yeah. Right. Maybe even dicks and cecophy are close together because they're all insects. Maybe you want to work on malaria, and this person works on something completely unrelated. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So what this person was working on was, uh, at the time. Uh, they had a huge research interest in chemical signaling, in uh, what you call pheromones, you know, the chemicals that uh, animals use to communicate with each other, insects as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a lot more chemistry. it mm-hmm. was called chemical ecology. Remember how I said in the last episode, I, I mean, I, I was in a field uh, called chemical ecology, but every time I said that, people, people would get the chemical, but then the ecology was a bit confusing. Mm. And so the whole concept was to understand interactions between organisms, but from a chemical basis. Mm. So that's what chemical ecology is all about. And this is what this person was working on. Mm-hmm. And so because in my master's uh, courses, I had studied two modules on something we call ecological biochemistry. Mm-hmm. And it's everything about interactions between organisms at different um, trophic levels. mm mm-hmm and the the chemical basis of some of those interactions. So I had a good understanding of what that was. And so I understood what this person was, what their research was about. Yeah. And so I I, I packaged myself in that way and said I studied biochemistry, I've done a ton of things, Mm -hmm. but I also have done uh, modules on ecological biochemistry and that Mm -hmm. ties up with what you guys are doing. And so I might just have, you know, like the fundamental knowledge to be able to fit into your research group. Mm -hmm. And so this person wrote and they said it was very nice that I wrote to them and mm. uh, but they prefer that we would meet and speak in person.
0: Mm-hmm. Good sign. And so
1: they yes. Good very good sign. And they mm. said what so I wrote back and said what day and time in
0: the in the cyber. Not in the No, on, on
1: on my phone actually. Oh. Okay. I, I wrote back the moment I saw this email, I wrote back immediately. I didn't even run to the cyber, I just wrote on the phone. I asked what day and time would be convenient for you. Mm. And so I remember this was a Thursday. So he said the next week on a Thursday.
2: Mm.
1: And so I started to get organized, you know, reprint my CV, spruce it up, uh, collect, you know, like a, what do you call it? Like a, not a final copy. What do you call those ones? Um, Like a copy of my transcript, but it's not the original, it's not the the final copy, Mm. we call it. Mm. Provisional, a provisional transcript. Mm for my master's and I put together all my undergraduate transcripts, gathered everything, you know, made that nice fat envelope Mm. and I was ready to go meet this person.
2: Mm.
1: And so, I showed up the next week on a Thursday. I introduced myself. He was very happy to talk to me. We sat in his office. He looked through, I mean, because I brought my paperwork. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if I just showed up without nothing, papers? Without nothing. Because I said, do you bring your CV? Mm. Did you bring... Your transcripts, I said yes. And he, I brought my. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's not like they asked you before. It's just
1: they you know. they didn't. They didn't. And, and for me, I, I have, I've highlighted that because I've over the years I've been able to, I mean, work with people who are younger than me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and sometimes I'm just astounded at the unpreparedness mm. of some of these folks.
2: Mm.
1: You know, they show up in a place and it's like, or. I've had a chance to be able to look at, for example, students uh, writing emails, uh, looking for internships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you can just see how much effort was put into writing that email. Sometimes there's no effort at all. Mm. Um, I mean, they don't even do the basics. The basics, which would be like write your name, you know, in capital letters. Like your first, the first letter of your name should be capital capitalized. You know.
0: Wow, it's small things, like, yeah. The small I am sweat so,
1: and the I is a small I, you know. Or your greeting line is hello, <laughs> and you're writing an unsolicited email, <laughs> uh-huh. You know, for someone
0: listening to this, I don't mm-hmm. know, and they are like, What's wrong with that? What should I be writing then,
1: Sarah? Hmm. Presentation is everything.
0: Yeah. Remember,
1: this is someone who doesn't know you. Mm-hmm. Their first impression of you is what they see from you. Yeah. So, for example, in my situation, the first impression that this scientist had of me was my email. Yeah. Was the three sentences that I wrote in my email and the attachments that I put in there and mm. how I went about it.
2: Mm.
1: The second level of, you know, impression that he got is when I showed up at his office. Mm. and you know tagging along with all my paperwork everything including making the effort to go get a provisional transcript
2: Mm.
1: now when i think about that you know that that act alone i I look at it and i'm like that was good Mm. because in any circumstance you would not want to present yourself to someone who you're hoping will help you find something that you desperately need Mm. And you show up unprepared. It's it's the equivalent of going to a shamba without a jambe. Yeah. Or going to the shamba, but the jambe is very blunt. The panga Mm. is very blunt. It's not Mm -hmm. working. The Mm -hmm. handle is falling off. Yeah. And you came to, you know, to secure yourself like a piece of land where you can do something with Mm -hmm. And then all your tools are just ramshackle. Nothing is working.
2: Yeah.
1: You, You can do that, right? Yeah. Anyway, so I... Now, when I think about it, I, I, I really hold, you know, that in highest esteem, because I think I felt good about it. It made me feel like, okay, I have my act together. I can now. I mean, this this is like world class scientist. This is not, you know. I mean, for him to spare fifteen minutes of his time to have a conversation with you, yeah, you must take that very seriously. Mm. Right, anyway, so we did, and we had a conversation, and we spoke. And I, he asked for my papers, and so I, he's like, "Oh, you brought your papers?" I'm like, "Oh, okay, good." Um, then we did, and then we spoke about how I still had a semester to go, mm. and now here's the kicker. Mm-hmm. He said, "Oh well, I do understand that you want to do human health research, mm-hmm. but I don't have a project in human health research. I have a project in agricultural entomology." Mm-hmm. And then at that stage, my jewel dropped, and I think he could see the shock on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "No, this can't be happening. Not today." <laughs> everything was great until now. So he was he was quick to add that um, I, I shouldn't be worried because the, the sort of skills and the sort of like fundamental stuff done in school, the methods mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. you know would be a good fit for the sort of project that he wanted to do. And the rest of the things, I <laughs> would just come and learn on the job yeah. if I was interested in working on a project like that. Mm. But he said he wouldn't He wouldn't even get started until maybe about four months down the road. And four months down the road, I was supposed to be back in school, um, winding up on my second semester. So he just said to me, you know what, when you're done with your final exams, mm. just write me an email, remind me that you are here, and that we had a discussion about you being a potential candidate right. for this for this project, hmm. and then we'll take it from there. And so that was that.
0: Oh, wow, amazing! Amazing. Do yeah. you want to mention the name of this person?
1: Absolutely, uh, and, and because this has also been my mentor the last ten years. This is Professor Baldwin Toto Baldwin. He Baldwin Toto. He's a chemist. Mm-hmm. by training. Mm-hmm. He's now a world renowned chemical ecologist. Mm-hmm. He's actually extraordinary professor at the University of Pretoria,
2: mm-hmm. South
1: Africa. And he's mentored lots and lots of master students, PhD students, some of whom have gone on to become, you know, very senior people in academic institutions and, you know, world class researchers. So So, did you make a decision at that time? But, yes. At that stage, I was like, that was a a curveball. I didn't see it coming. Mm. Like, I I hadn't thought that's how it was going to swing. So, I had to, you know, I went home, I thought about it. But then I thought about all the circumstances surrounding me getting there and having that conversation. Mm. And just something inside of me. You know, now in my head, I'm stuck on health. But something in me is just telling me, don't let this opportunity go. Mm. You never know what you might find here. And... I'm the sort of person who, yes, I do use my head to make decisions, but I also use my heart a lot. Okay. And when I get into a situation and I feel, you know, you just get a vibe that this is not a bad idea. This is a nice place. This is, I mean, and and, and we are talking about ICP. ICP is an international um, research center. Mm. And so the facilities that are there are world class. You know, the sort of scientific community that is there is world class you know so that of course that helped a lot yeah with my decision but also i felt i don't know i just felt a certain sort of ease with that idea and i was like i've been to a lot of places and this is an interesting opportunity it's swinging in a way that i had not thought but then what would actually happen if you did that but and also because we had this conversation and, and and he said to me you know it doesn't really matter whether now you start off with a project in and entomology; you can always cross over yeah you can always cross over. What you need now, more than anything else, is skills. Yes. And I I took that, you know, I took that word with me. and The more I thought about it, I was like, yes, that's very true. Because if I have the skills, then Mm. transitioning is always a possibility. Mm. I
0: I love that this guy just meets, you know, reads an email from this girl and is ready to, you know... Knows very well what she really wants, but he's he's ready to gear her to the right, or to something that he thinks is is a good thing for her, for her career. Like, this is someone he doesn't know, and he's considerate about, you know, he's ready. He's even, he even knows that that's something that you're not, you know, you're not probably be open to, like, immediately, and actually tries to convince you why. Because that's yeah. like, con- trying to convince you why you should Still, you know go down that road,
1: but remember this is someone also who's mentored,
0: yeah, so he in
1: tons, tons of students, so, yeah. he was, so he would i i think i mean he would quickly relate with you know what was going on in uh, in, in
0: your college. head he's yeah. also
1: looking he's also looking to you know attract you know good students
0: mm. and
1: he was very focused on his students being all rounded. Okay, and by all-rounded means, you're not only good academically,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but you're also a wholesome person. And because you're going to join a team, and if you're, I mean, quickly, I I, I believe you could be able to deduce the sort of personality that I had, mm. the, the sort of um, person. He'll be bringing on board because it's not just enough to have people who understand the theories mm-hmm. for people who understand glycolysis and things like those, mm. but also it's important that the people that you have on your team have some sort of aptitude because there are people who are very gifted mm. in the sciences, they do well in class, but they don't have like a scientific aptitude. And this what do is what is scientific of those things, aptitude? Aptitude is just not over and above, you know, the intelligence and the Uh, how will I say, the academic ability Mm. to be able to, you know, to study the course and to understand the theories and, you know, and all of that. You have to have additional qualities about you as a person,
2: Mm.
1: right? Mm. You have to be, to become a researcher, for example, you have to be curious. Yeah. You know, Mm. you have to be intrigued by how things work. Yeah. There are lots of people who want to see things work, but they are not interested in the how. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have you have to be very tenacious, you have to be very consistent, you have mm. to be determined. I mean, there are all these things that make up the whole. Yeah. But then often people just look at the academic ability. And people don't ask themselves, Am I a good fit for this kind of and for someone I believe for someone like him who had been mentoring students for a long time, mm. even up to the point when I showed up, he already he knows what what a potentially good student Student. research student looks like. Hmm. He can quickly tell. You know? I mean this is I guess this is a skill that you want as you as you go along. I mean even I now if I meet like a younger person who's for example looking for an internship and all of that, it doesn't take me too long to be able to figure it out. Ah. To be able to figure it to figure out that this person this this one won't go, you know, all the nine all the nine yards you know they are wow. good academically but hmm. they might not have what it takes to stay the course because it's 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 one thing to check you know the boxes in terms of do, do did you you know, pass in your chemistry units and your biology units and whatever hmm. and it's another thing to have the qualities that it takes to stay the course in research i'm sure you also would agree with me it's more than just academics
0: as in i've never really thought about it like out loud out loud or like really sat on that thought but when you say it then i'm like "Mm." yeah but i'm like i can't point it out though like yes that's 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 a thing but i can't point out what are those things that Because I remember there was this farewell party and uh, someone commented that you know, being, you know, getting to, you know, being a PhD student it's really about how bright you are. It's Mm. how persevering you can be when it comes to you know, pursuing that
1: because it's It can be a tough journey. It can. It is. It is, but over and above having the academic ability, there are other things about you Mm. that come into play.
0: Are there things that you want to to point out?
1: For example, I would Mm. say to have some sort of success in Mm. research, I mean, other than just being curious about how things work, Mm. you have to have a natural ability to learn. You know, it's one thing that you could be academically gifted, Mm-hmm. But it's another to be a lifelong learner, teachable spirit, a teachable spirit, yes. But a lifelong learner mm. that even without being within the confines of a classroom or mm. you know, being in school, you're constantly you're learning. learning, you're, you're constantly curious, learning. and you want you're to learn. Curious. You're reading material, you're yeah. consuming information, mm. you're curious about how things work over and above school, yeah. You know, mm. you so you're constantly this is not something that comes naturally to everyone. Mm-hmm. There are people who are uh, born learners, they are and, and they're actually lifelong learners. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there are other people. And on top of that, then you also have to have, you know, like a strong problem solving ability. You have mm-hmm. to be the person who sees in between the lines. Mm-hmm. You know, those sort of things are not things that are taught in a classroom. Yeah. You, you don't go for a course to mm-hmm. learn how to see between the lines. You don't go for a course to learn how to be methodical you don't go for a course to learn how to be a lifelong learner mm. these are things that either come naturally to you or mm. they don't yeah and and i think this is one of those things that i think about this a lot um i think about for example when students are in high school and they want to go to uni mm. and they want to do certain courses and they are told you have the cluster points to do it mm. but there are never discussions of what sort of aptitude would you need for somebody to become like a successful mm. lawyer you know, yeah. Sort of, you know, what other qualities do you need to possess? How do you need to be as a person naturally? To for you to be able career. to be a good fit for, for that career? career. Yeah, I mean, there are no spaces to be able to do this. Um, maybe now with life coaching and all of these things and career coaches and stuff like that that's beginning to come up, but I still think it's not information that is available for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, even I to be able to. I mean, I am just—I mean, for the lack of a better word, maybe a happy accident. Like I just stumbled into it. I have—I guess—I had the qualities. I mean, I learn. Even now, I still learn. Like, mm. and I—and I—I—I I, I still strive to learn things that are outside of you know science and research. And I consume a lot of material in terms of podcasts and things and books and stuff. But you see, this is also something I've been doing for a long time in my life since yeah. I was a child. Yeah. So this comes naturally to me. You mm. get. And, and the other things that. I didn't I didn't get them from anywhere. They're just they just the way they were. Hmm. You know? Yeah. And they all contribute into helping me become like a you know do good research. Sometimes I find, you know, I, I always like to solve problems. I'm like, if you can't do this, what is the most efficient way we can do something? I'm always asking myself these questions. You know? Hmm. So I mean, it's something that's not talked about, but I guess for somebody who deals with students and for example my my, my former supervisor hmm. he was possibly quickly able to tell and and I think that's why we were able to have a very uh, rich discussion around the project that was available around how I had initially thought about it and his impression about how I'd be able to use that for the next you know for the next level
0: yeah yeah so um you take up you you take out the project after finishing yes. your second year right second so now, semester
1: so I finish second semester I write mm-hmm. him an email I say I'm that person from then I'm done mm-hmm. and uh, you know I want to take the project Yeah. and he says great brilliant mm-hmm. come on this day bring your paperwork get the process started because, I mean, we just got the funding to be able to do this.
2: Mm.
1: And I have, I'm in a position to recruit. So, yeah. And so we have to do all the processes and all of that, find uh, potential supervisors because, of course, I mean, he works for a research institute. Mm. I'm coming from a university. I need to get a degree. The Mm. research institute is not an academic institution. Mm -hmm. They are not the ones who are going to give me the degree. So I need a supervisor. So I already have a supervisor. In the center, that's him, but mm. I need supervisors at the university. Mm. And now, he now has to start talking with my uh, with my lecturers, and I have to identify someone who I believe uh, could supervise me, but also someone who they could work together with. Mm. So that was the next step.
0: Yeah, so do, would, you, would you want to say in brief what the project was about?
1: Yeah, so I came in to work on uh, chemical signaling in what we call a tritrophic interaction. And I use the word tritrophic intentionally here. This is a science podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I can use jargon. <laughs> I can be lazy and use jargon. Okay. Uh, what is tri-trophic? tritrophic? is as it, as it is. Tri-three. Mm. Trophic. You know, those 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 trophic levels. Mm. Where an organism belongs in the, what do you call it, in the food web.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So tritrophic. So three organisms. So it was an interaction between a tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the cashew tree. Mm-hmm. I know you like cashew nuts. I know a lot of people like cashew nuts. Mm. I won't even ask you whether you like cashew yeah, nuts because I know yeah, almost do. everyone likes cashew nuts. Okay. So the cashew tree um, and an insect that uh, likes to eat the leaves of the cashew tree and to mm-hmm. basically damage the leaves and the fruits and the flowers. So that's what we call in chemical ecology terms a herbivore pest. Mm-hmm. And an ant that lives on the tree, mm-hmm. which is like a defender of the tree. hmm So this ant lives on the tree, it takes care of some other small insects like aphids and things, and those aphids give it sugar, so it lives on the tree, Mm. and then while it's on the tree, Mm. uh, it chases away now these pests that Mm. come. So in uh, ecology lingo, Mm. it's called a natural enemy, Mm
2: -hmm. right? Yeah.
1: So I was supposed to look at the chemical signals that operate within that system.
2: Mm. Okay.
1: Yes, and to understand what does the tree produce that makes the ant stay on the tree what does the ant produce that deters the pest from coming how does the pest uh, perceive these chemicals and what does that mean and what chemicals are these so there was a lot of chemistry there was a lot of uh, analytical chemistry separation techniques Hmm. Uh, mostly gas chromatography, mass spectrometry Hmm. is what I use predominantly because I was working with non-polar substances volatile compounds and stuff like that What's the end goal of all this? The end goal was to be able to identify um some of those chemical cues that might help you know um uh, kind of like how will I say it that might be useful for the management of that sort of uh interaction hmm. either to to be used as a deterrent for the pest or to be used to augment the natural enemies to even become you know better protectors of the tree and stuff like that, okay. Yes. So, so there was a there was a, um, pest management, uh, I mean, the outcome, the key outcome would be to find something that can be useful for pest management. Um,
0: yes. Using the natural ways of doing things? Using the
1: natural ways, by understanding the chemical basis of those natural uh, interactions okay. between these three uh, organisms.
0: Okay, great. Yes. I, I love that explanation. It seems okay. like interesting work, like this is not like topics that I have come across so far, like when talking about them in depth. So that's that's interesting.
1: Yeah. It's chemical ecology for you. Very, very interesting. Um, looking at interactions that you wouldn't ordinarily think about. Mm-hmm. Stuff that happens but you're not able to detect it because, for example, the chemical cues that operate within that particular system are very subtle. Mm-hmm. right? So you as a human being cannot be able to pick up on those cues. But these insects are, you know, they perceive these cues, they behave in ways in, in fact, their behavior is actually shaped by these cues. Mm. And and on top of that, even the, the tree itself as a plant is sensitive to these cues and produces them and all of that. It's a, it's a very intricate system, very subtle, but it's there. And and these sort of interactions operate in the environment virtually at every level.
0: So were you able to find out the chemicals? Yes,
1: I, mm. I did find the chemicals. I did mm. find the chemicals. I was able to identify them and um, actually publish that work. Mm-hmm. In the Journal of Chemical Ecology, which is like a, a premier journal for mm-hmm. chemical ecology for that field.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I believe my publication is out there mm-hmm. for that particular work. And mm-hmm. uh, I think the cherry on the cake with that particular piece of work is that a picture, an image from some of the images I took while I was doing field work mm-hmm. was featured as a cover, you know, as the cover of the journal mm-hmm. for that particular issue. When oh. it's was published, wow! Yeah. <laughs> it was a highlight. <laughs> it was it's a highlight high. of my master's training. Yes.
0: So, you're you're finished with your masters at this point, right? Yes,
1: masters
0: what, is done. What 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 happens next?
1: So, of course, when you when you're done, first you start off by compiling your thesis. So while I was compiling my thesis, mm. so I finished my thesis, I submitted it to the university. That I mean, the university process is another thing all together right Ugh. so when i yeah, tell, me tell me
0: about, about it, it. <laughs> i know
1: Please yes tell me about it
0: <laughs> yes
1: yes yes it doesn't change the more it changes the more it remains the same <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so i i submitted my thesis and my thesis was out there so after submitting the thesis because remember the first objective of <laughs> going into this project was to get my academic degree. So the yeah. thesis came fast, right? Mm. So I submitted the thesis and I was as I was waiting for the process to happen is when I was writing this paper and because I was on a studentship, remember when I was offered this project, it was offered to me in the form of a studentship.
0: Yeah. that means you're being paid. I,
1: well, yes, I was getting a, a small stipend. Mm. Um to keep me going and so I still had a few months left. So that with did, my studentship. Did that help
0: you with the uh... You know, finishing off your tuition. Yes,
1: Hmm. yes. A whole, virtually ninety percent of what I got, I was just you know putting it away and Hmm. you know so that.